Welcome to the Aristia podcast, where experts talk about excellence. In this podcast, we're going to do something different. We are going to hear from the researchers, scientific board, and funders of the study Greek Pioneers, the last 200 years in medicine and biomedical science. We're going to hear what was the inspiration, the motivation, the vision, next steps for this very important study. The Aristia Institute uh, had a great initiative. Uh, they commissioned a study, a study called uh, the Greek Pioneers in Medicine and Biomedical Research over the last 200 years. We're happy to have uh, uh, together with us uh, the researcher, the scientific members of the scientific board, uh, uh, people who were uh, made the funding possible, and also Dr. Kostas Drosatos, uh, Vice uh, President of uh, Aristia. Dr. Drosatos, if you just uh, give us a, a brief overview, what was the study and why you commissioned that study? Uh, thank you, Stamati. Uh, it's, it's a great pleasure for the uh, Institute for the Advancement of Research and Education in Art, Science and Technology, which we call Aristia, uh, to, uh, to have this discussion today about the study. Uh, I'm the vice president of, the, of Aristia and also the Ohio eminent scholar and professor of pharmacology and systems physiology at the University of Cincinnati College of Medicine. Um, so the idea started with a discussion I had with uh, Dr. Nikandros Buras, Dr. Sakis Mantalaris, uh, a few years ago, um, thinking about this uh, landmark year, the 2021, that uh, we would uh, celebrate the anniversary of the 200 years of 200 years from uh, from the uh, uh, Greek Revolution against the Ottoman Empire, and I was thinking if there is any historical study highlighting. Uh, uh, what I am mostly related to, in, uh, in other words, the contribution of Greek uh, uh, physicians and biomedical scientists in the development of uh, medicine in the last 200 years. Um, so everyone was very supportive of the idea. So we started uh, working on that. And uh, the goal is both historical to, to, to what I just described, but uh, also I think it's a great opportunity for, uh, for Greece to uh, improve its scientific uh, brand name uh, to the rest of the world. Um, uh, thank you very much, Dr. Drosatos. I would like to dive in right into the research. We have with us uh, Dr. Apostolos Gerondas, uh, uh, who was, uh, I guess, in charge and responsible for most uh, of, the, of the research. Uh, please, first of all, tell us a little bit about yourself and uh, when uh, my question is, when uh, when you got contacted by uh, Dr. Dosatos, uh, what was your initial reaction? Well, thank you, Stamati. Um, well, I'm a historian of science. I have a good background in history of chemistry and biochemistry. <laughs> this project attracted my attention because it was giving me the chance, you know, to apply what I already know about chemistry and biochemistry into specifically the, the medical studies, specifically to offer something to Greece back. My previous work has never been about uh, the Greek scientific community, surprisingly so, but it just happened. And uh, well, initially when Costas contacted me, I was, yeah, well, I was excited to be honest. It was an altogether new uh, area for me. 
something, uh, yeah, well, challenging on one side and offering back on the other side, yeah. Uh, when, uh, how did you start, it, uh, I guess, unpacking uh, this, this mystery? It's, uh, you know, 200 years, uh, obviously the modern era is probably easier because of, uh, of latest research and technology and recording, but uh, where did you start? What door did you open first? Actually, Stamati, for a historian, uh, the, uh, the modern era is a little bit more difficult wow. than the, the early time, <laughs> because the early time has been already historically assessed. You have already an idea about where, what were the uh, crucial events, if you like, and who were the crucial actors. And because people are long dead, you have a lot of historical background. Uh, a lot of people have talked and a lot of people have commented and gossiped about them. So your historical material is quite rich. The closer you come in time, the more complicated it becomes because a lot of the actors are still alive and many people will not share information and you have, you know, biased information in the air. So yeah, the challenging part was the second uh, half of, the, uh, of this study and not the first half. Uh, wow. Uh, I would like to jump to the uh, scientific board. Uh, let me start with uh, Dr. Uh, Christos uh, Barchotas. Uh, doctor, uh, thank you again for, for being here. Uh, you were a, a fundamental uh, person on, uh, uh, on the over, overall uh, project. Uh, if you tell us, first of all, a little bit about yourselves and uh, what was uh, you know, your involvement and most important, what was your vision about this project? Well, thank you very much, Stamatis. <clears throat> when I received a phone call from Haris Theoharidis from Boston, asking me whether I was interested to join uh, this uh, group, I was fascinated. It, is, it was a challenge because so far, what we have in mind were um, information from encyclopedias or who's who, which is not always objective, it's the information provided by each um, uh, person. While this group did a really research project, which took about a year to be completed. And we had to rely on uh, um, certain indices like the H, Heinz index, or citation records. And uh, uh, of course, it was an easy task as uh, Apostolo said, um, writing about the uh, previous, the 19th century uh, pioneers, but extremely difficult for the pioneers of the last 40, 50 years. The difficulty was how to choose, how to evaluate the contribution to science, because certain aspects are not yet fully, um, uh, fully uh, shown. Uh, fully uh, presented. So I uh, suggested that I work mostly on the 1821-1921 pioneers, which was an easy task. And still with those people, we had to make uh, um, an evaluation. And uh, regretfully, uh, yeah, we... I'm, I'm I'm interested. Uh, I'm interested to hear. Was there any specific challenge? Uh, any tough decisions you had to make? Well, the, the tough decision was 
with uh, uh, people being alive or those who contributed in the last 40, 50 years. Because we know if uh, we leave a few people, uh, we, if we don't include them, we may have uh, uh, disappointed certain groups, research groups uh, uh, working in Greece or in the United States right now or in England. And um, we had to decide on a unanimous decision. It was a secret vote. And um, this helped a lot, cost us to finally uh, make, make the final uh, proposals. Um, well, we completed a pool of names, and I'm sure this will be helpful for future references uh, and uh, inclusions in our uh, group. But something which is most important is for future projects using our methods in recording the contributions in each aspect of uh, medicine. And then more people will be included through their contributions. For example, we can uh, separate the various specialties, who has contributed in genetics, who has contributed in ophthalmology or surgery. And then we realize that the number of Greeks who contributed in science is, is huge. And I think this will be the final result of our uh, project. I would like to get into the discussion, uh, Dr. Nikos Buras uh, as well. Uh, uh, Dr. Buras, if you can also tell us a little bit, uh, just a, a brief introduction about yourself. Uh, and if you can also comment uh, a little bit more specifically on, on the criteria, how uh, we understand now the challenge, uh, but if you say scientifically, what was uh, the criteria uh, that uh, you decided to include or not include some? Thank you, Samatis. Uh, I was uh, involved uh, from the early beginning, uh, supporting the idea by Costas Drosatos, uh, and I was involved all the way through with uh, the project. I thought uh, that uh, it will be important uh, to document uh, the contributions uh, of uh, landmark achievements of uh, Greek uh, doctors uh, and bioscientists. And I think uh, I emphasize it uh, that uh, there are many, many very important uh, Greek uh, doctors, uh, but uh, the project uh, aimed at uh, those actually who, who made uh, a real uh, contribution uh, and uh, were real uh, pioneers. The criteria were uh, broad and uh, became more specific, uh, particularly through looking the publications, uh, the order in the publications and discuss them to achieve uh, a consensus of uh, all people. Actually, it was uh, by agreement uh, of all participated. And uh, I believe uh, that uh, through this uh, process and hard work, uh, we came uh, through a, a rather uh, difficult selection at the end. And the, the importance is uh, that uh, we had uh, to choose among people uh, who actually appeared uh, in uh, many documents about uh, their contribution. But as I've said, uh, 
we, we agreed on how to select them according to the uh, index they had in the bibliography, according to reputation, and according to several other uh, uh, sources, which were uh, very skillfully identified by Apostolos and the other members of the committee. Thank you. Uh, doctor, also Dr. Sakis Mandalaris is here with us. Uh, Dr. Mandalaris, uh, what was um, also your involvement? Uh, how did you hear first about uh, this project? And now that is now that is done, uh, uh, when you got it in your hands, so to speak, the final product, what were your feelings? Uh, thank you, uh, uh, Mr. Astros. Uh, um, I'll start with the last question because I'm, I'm extremely proud uh, to be part of this group of uh, eminent scientists, uh, and I'm referring to the scientific uh, advisory uh, board. Um, and I'm also extremely proud of the outcome uh, because um, we uh, selected uh, a list uh, of uh, scientists uh, that have made seminal contributions uh, in uh, uh, biomedicine and uh, uh, biomedical research. My involvement uh, started, as Costas Rosatos mentioned early on, uh, in discussions with, with him. And um, I was uh, uh, extremely uh, uh, interested in um, actually doing something that goes against Greek nature, uh, which is to, to honor uh, scientists and scientists that are alive and still contributing, or at least uh, uh, most of them, uh, for their achievements. Uh, and, and not just looking at the past and, and, and previous achievements. Uh, being a technologist also, I was uh, very interested in, in uh, ensuring that uh, engineers and, and chemists and, and people that are not uh, directly linked to the medical uh, field uh, in terms of their training to be included uh, uh, in, in, in this pantheon of, of, of scientists. And um, what, and I'll finish with that, what, what really amazed me was uh, the significance of the contributions that these people uh, made. And I'll just highlight one because it's very uh, uh, topical right now. Uh, we all are aware of the COVID uh, vaccines uh, and we've all learned about uh, mRNA. Uh, very few of us know uh, the delivery mechanism, which is uh, lipid nanoparticles. And in uh, identifying uh, uh, people, uh, uh, Dimitris Papahadopoulos was one of the pioneers of liposome work, which the lipid nanoparticles are, are, are based on. Um, so I, I feel extremely proud uh, of the group of people uh, and the outcome of this, uh, of this work. Uh, also, we have uh, today with us uh, Dimitris, Dr. Dimitris uh, Iliopoulos. Uh, he was uh, very critical because uh, of, of the funding, but it's not just uh, the money here, it's also the scientific uh, uh, contribution. But, uh, uh, please, uh, uh, Dr. Eliopoulos, tell us a little bit, of, you know, just a brief introduction. Why you were involved? Was it an easy decision to, 
to fund this uh, or not. Thank you very much, Gates. Uh, also, my mine and also my company's uh, pleasure and honor to participate in in this project uh, that was introduced uh, by Dr. Costas uh, Drosatos. So when we heard about uh, this project, and uh, of course we understood the potential of the project. Uh, we immediately said uh, yes to participate and, and fund uh, uh, this uh, exciting effort. Uh, our role and my role uh, as a chairman and a founder of uh, ATCA uh, Sciences, which is a company by the company startup uh, located in Athens in Greece, focusing on the development of novel therapeutics for cancer, targeting uh, cancer cell metabolism pathways. So we have a company in Greece, it's a startup company, and as everyone knows, startups, they don't have a lot of money. However, we thought that this is a, a very important project, and uh, as I mentioned, it was an honor for me and the company uh, to participate in this project, uh, to have the opportunity to observe all the amazing brainstorm sessions and discussions with uh, all the world leaders that they were part of the scientific committee. And uh, Attica co-funded the study covering all the related expenses that uh, led to the identification of uh, uh, the scientists uh, during the 1821-2021 uh, period. And I will close by saying that we strongly believe that this study actually revealed uh, the innovation and high scientific quality that exists uh, in, uh, in, uh, in Greek scientists and is not limited to ancient Greeks and Hippocrates. But uh, actually we have today and the last 200 years scientists uh, in the biomedical world stage that they have developed new concepts, they have developed new therapies, they have developed uh, medical devices. And it's important, and I think it's a great time now everyone to know about all this. So it was an easy decision for us. And as I said, actually an honor to participate in this study. Uh, I want to ask, um, uh, one go back uh, and, and ask uh, Dr. Gerondas. Samati, excuse me for the interruption. May, may I add something here? Because I, I'm afraid I omitted to, to mention the contribution of two other very important entities in this study. One, of course, was the American College of Greece, DIRI, that offered their academic umbrella for uh, 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 hiring Dr. Dr. Apostolos Gerodas. And uh, uh, we have an amazing uh, collaboration with, uh, with the group of the people there for, uh, for this study and other efforts of uh, Aristide that we may discuss about later on. Um, and also I, I should have mentioned uh, the contribution of uh, Professor Theocharis Theocharidis, who is the founder of uh, a company in the United States called Algonaut. Uh, that is also a sponsor of this uh, of this project. Thank you. It, thank you, uh, Dr. Rosatos. I, I want to go back to uh, Dr. Uh, Yerondas. Uh, when you do, when you, I mean, you you study history, historian. Uh, when you look back at two hundred years, uh, what do you see for the next, uh, for the future? What is history? Uh, can tell us, we can, can predict us, can give us uh, some uh, uh, points uh, for the next, let's say, the next uh, 50 years uh, that scientists, uh, what challenges their scientists have to, to overcome for the future? Well, it's always a little bit risky to ask for a historian to, to predict the future. We make uh, far-fetched and almost certainly wrong predictions. But uh, in the case of Greece, what I have found out is that um, its scientific community 
demonstrates persistence and uh, seems to be, um, well, unexpectedly efficient at producing new scientific knowledge and new scientists, uh, even uh, under really, really hard circumstances. What I found out is that Greece has, a, uh, has an, extremely, uh, an extremely rich scientific world. So I would expect that the biomedical sciences, at least in the Greek environment, are going to flourish in the coming years. As I, uh, I believe I said before uh, to Costas, it might be that one day we will be exporting biomedicine. We already export uh, uh, biomedicine. We could turn this to a really good export product. Go ahead. Yes, 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 Tamati. Go ahead. Uh, well, I'm not going to enter to international predictions because that exceeds uh, the, 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 the scope of the study, to be, to, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Dr. Barchotas, uh, again, looking, looking at, uh, you know, 200 years of, uh, of medical, uh, you know, history and, and research, uh, was there anything that in, in particular was a, a moment or a, a name or uh, someone's discovery that uh, was for, for you, uh, you didn't know and, and was uh, uh, truly in, impressive? Well, let's go back much beyond 1821. As you probably know, the two Greeks, Timonis and Pilarinos, were the first uh, who applied the inoculation for um, smallpox. They taught Lady Montague in uh, Constantinople, and she informed Edward Jenner, who is now considered as the founder of smallpox vaccination. There were several other Greeks uh, who studied in uh, European universities during the Turkish occupation. But what I consider as the most important point of this study is not to have the pantheon of the famous, the pioneers in medicine and biomedical research of Greek extract. But what is going to teach us for the future? You probably know that the University of Athens was founded in 1837, is one of the oldest universities in Europe. And unfortunately, it's very low. It's about uh, 300 among uh, the, the medical schools of the world, several of them being much younger than the University of Athens. We should use this information to teach us what was wrong and what we can correct and what we should do in the future. It is evident from this study that most people produced, most Greeks were able to produce outside Greece. And um, this was evident um, and will be helpful with the European Union supporting projects, joint projects. Many Greeks joined uh, groups of other European uh, uh, researchers, and they were able to, to excel in their um, scientific work. So one lesson is the environment, the second is funding, and there are several other factors that will help us in um, uh, to improve the situation of uh, research in Greece. This is my point, having been a graduate of the University of Athens and a faculty member until 2004, 
2004. And um, I, I'm really disappointed that we lost so many years. We had brains like George Papanicolaou and other Greeks who acted isolated. And I think things are changing and we should do, we should give very much importance to local research in Greece. We have excellent brains and it's a pity that most of them have to immigrate to excel themselves in uh, other countries, especially the United States. I should uh, stop here. Uh, Dr. Buras, I want to continue that uh, thought. And uh, uh, what, what do you think, after seeing uh, all the names and again, the, after we documented uh, the, uh, the innovation and the research, did you see a common thread between those researchers, uh, what made them uh, successful? Were there something like that that came out in your mind through the study? Well, I think that uh, as uh, Dr. Bajoka said, uh, I was struck by saying that uh, the vast majority of uh, the people included uh, in the list uh, and the study made their career abroad in the diaspora. And uh, but also most of them had uh, obtained uh, their first degree in Greece. I think uh, that was something which I found it most interesting in uh, in the study and says a lot about uh, the conditions uh, of uh, research and development uh, in our country and uh, actually the facilities which uh, stimulate people uh, to work uh, outside the country and in the diaspora. I would like to emphasize that I believe uh, this study should take uh, as much publicity as possible. I think that uh, there should be a book published uh, and there should be different uh, articles published in scientific journals and lay journals, perhaps uh, some editorials, and uh, there should be some links uh, with academic departments of history of medicine. For instance, in London, we have the Royal Society of Medicine, a long-standing British institution which has uh, a specific section of uh, the history of medicine. Thank you. And that, that's a, a great point about the, the, we mentioned in the beginning, the, the brand of the Greek science and the Greek scientists. And, uh, uh, you know, Dr. Um, uh, Mandalaris, I, I want to ask you, you know, how do you think uh, that brand, using that study, uh, we can uh, amplify that? Um, I think that uh, the amplification and the impact will be uh, uh, to inspire young Greeks uh, to follow in the steps uh, of uh, uh, these really important people. And, and Dr. Barjokas mentioned something very uh, important before uh, when he discussed the criteria, uh, the, the selection criteria, um, and um, which was the fact that um, there are many more Greeks or of Greek origin uh, scientists that were not included that uh, in the next uh, uh, edition, um, 20 years from now, uh, will most likely uh, make the list. 
So it has to be an inspiration for young Greeks to see that really hard work uh, uh, can, 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 can pay off and, and, and their hard work will be recognized uh, while they're still alive and not uh, uh, past gone, which is extremely important to me. Uh, Dr. Iliopoulos, about the, the young uh, uh, people who are, hopefully they're going to read this study or at least read the headline about this study. The young generation, you know, has a different different values than people 50, 100 years ago. Celebrity, uh, monetary awards are much more uh, valued than uh, just scientific uh, achievements in, in a laboratory. Uh, but we do see a hybrid. We do see uh, lately scientists that uh, they're becoming uh, celebrities and uh, uh, they have a mainstream uh, appeal. Uh, how can we use uh, that information uh, that we, uh, we have created here again uh, to expand the branding of uh, the Greek scientists abroad? And well, this is a great question. And as you said, it's difficult. I mean, the younger generations, the way that uh, uh, they approach and they see about the values or, or the way that they, they read things. We live now in a digital world, uh, so we are used, uh, all of us, or in the past, that uh, people, they wanted to have a book in their hands and read. And uh, people like young generations, they read everything in their cell phones. In, in, uh, so everything has been digitized and there are new forms of, of uh, media that uh, actually uh, are more important for them. So first of all, I will start by saying, I think there's a huge potential for this, this project. And, uh, and as it mentioned before, also by Dr. Madalaris, there should be different uh, efforts and, and derivatives from this project. So I think one of the steps that uh, uh, the project should take is uh, the preparation of the book. Of course, it is important to have a book having the results of the study. I think it's uh, important to translate this in multiple languages. So not only in Greek or English, but uh, I think in the future, it will be great to have it in languages like Spanish or even Chinese. So it's not something that only people in Greece or, uh, or even outside in Greece, where there are a lot of Greeks like uh, United States, UK or, or Australia, but in other countries like in China, there's a lot of interest about Greek culture. And I think it will be great for them to have the opportunity to learn about uh, this uh, project. About the young generations to go, uh, the specific that you mentioned, I think uh, the young generation should be inspired and see that uh, everything is possible if someone is working hard. And, uh, and I think uh, something that uh, we have started discussing is a potential preparation of a book version for children. I think it's going to be a great uh, derivative of this project uh, where this kind of book for children will inspire them for kids in younger age and start to understand in a lay language, not scientific, uh, about uh, the potential and what people, again, that they work hard and what they are able to achieve uh, all these years and, and their contribution to the biomedical field, which is actually part of our lives. Living in this COVID era, we see how important is our health and how medicine and, and biomedical science is important to help us live in this world. So I think there are many different efforts and ways using new media, digital media, uh, that, and as I mentioned, uh, a, a book uh, for children that can help us to attract the young generation. 
uh, and I won't go back to also uh, Dr. Rosatos uh, a lot. Again, you look back at the history, it, it can give you a roadmap uh, uh, for the future. Uh, what do you think is going to be the next steps for this uh, project, uh, other potential um, uh, derivatives? Thank you, Samati. Um, so there, there is something very important we need to, to realize and appreciate. Um, like Dr. Barchokas mentioned at the beginning, uh, we, we assessed the contributions of almost 120 people. Uh, and all of them were, are outstanding scientists. Uh, we decided to include in this study um, 60, finally 63 out of almost 120. And we are sure that in the future, like Dr. Mandalaris mentioned, there will be more to be uh, included in this uh, pantheon, like he said, or hall of fame, like I say. Uh, and this is something that gives hope to us uh, that uh, Greece is still active in, contribu in, in historical contribution in, in, uh, in, uh, in biomedical research and, uh, and uh, medicine. Um, so our goal here was to, to set the foundation for a systematic approach, systematic analysis. Uh, so far, we, uh, for, for, for those of us who, who were born in Greece, we are very used to kind of casual discussions about um, sporadically saying about people who, uh, who have uh, uh, major contributions in different things. But what we try to do here is to, uh, to, to, to pave the way for the next generations to uh, assess excellence and identify those who have served excellence. So for me, this was one of the important missions of this study. Um, now we have the material. We perform the study and we have the material and we can use this material for a number of other actions. The book uh, that uh, is already uh, in the pipeline uh, is one of those. Uh, we have been discussing about uh, organizing an exhibit that will travel around the world and will uh, uh, showcase the contributions of Greek scientists in, uh, in medicine. Uh, Dimitris Iliopoulos mentioned nicely uh, the possibility of um, uh, creating, I don't know if, it could, if it's gonna be a book or some sort of digital material uh, that uh, will focus uh, on another target group, which is young kids. We need to learn how to identify excellence and we need to learn how to promote people who serve excellence as role models. This is, uh, this is the contribution uh, of this uh, study. Uh, another question I want to ask and uh, getting close to, to, to the end here, uh, this and, and each one can, can answer that. I will start with Dr. Yerondas uh, uh, again. This, this uh, research, started and it's focused on the individual, uh, individual success, individual achievements. Uh, what about the system? Uh, what about uh, the systemic uh, success or failure? And uh, do we need uh, another study or there is some findings in this study that uh, tells us about that? Uh, because uh, the, the, the overall comment has always been that Greeks are tremendous individualists. 
the the mind, uh, the ingenuity uh, of of the Greek person and individual is tremendous, but the system innovation. Thank you very much for this question. That is the in Greece, uh, for historical reasons, a specific type of individualism has developed. Uh, it's not that new as there since quite some centuries. Uh, my ambition from the, from the historical point of view is not to talk only about individuals. That is, my aim was in any case to place historiographically the Greek scientist into, into the narrative of history and uh, of the history of science between periphery and center. The discussion that we had before about Greeks making their initial studies in Greece and then succeeding abroad uh, as individuals doesn't cancel also something that I found um, in my study that the Greeks that live abroad, the Greeks that are active and successful abroad have relations with one another, they help one another, they organize themselves on a meta level, which, is, uh, which has proved rather effective at promoting careers, at helping building up researches, uh, finding positions, etc. Et that is, we are not that individualistic, at least when we are outside Greece. So um, that is uh, an interesting finding. So, it might be that Greeks are extremely individualistic when they are in, when they are in their homeland, primarily. But maybe that is a, that there's another discussion. I'm just pointing out the system uh, is really highlighted through this uh, through this uh, biographies. And um, to add a little bit to what uh, Dr. Bachoka said before, it is true that the Greeks succeeded abroad. But it's also the case that many of the people that I have interviewed for this study have reported on their excellent education in Greece, which is um, uh, something that I, uh, that I kept. So, for example, um, Dr. Diamandis referred to his uh, successes and uh, uh, work in, uh, in Canada, but he didn't forget to, to report that, well, he received an excellent education in Greece. He has received this education for free. And he has been really active in Canada to give something back. Uh, Dr. Barchotas, you have been in both systems, uh, if I'm not mistaken, uh, in Greece and in, in, in the States. What, what's your comment? What's your thoughts? Well, please allow me to go back 3,500 years. You know, when you read the Odyssey, you realize that there must be a gene or multiple genes in the Greek DNA making us uh, curious to go all around the world and try to find solutions, new experiences, meet new people. And this is the story also of the Greek physicians going overseas. Um, it is uh, unfortunate that most uh, scientists, Greek scientists overseas, find something that they miss in this country. Um, and I'm not going to go into details, but this study will probably help us help the next generations to identify the factors that make people productive when they're outside the Greek territory and uh, uh, 
will help also improve our system. When I was in the States, I inquired the uh, ECFMG. This was the uh, certification for the dip overseas diplomas in the United States. Why the universities of Athens and Salonika were down in the list just uh, before the University of San Domingo. And they replied, you know, that the answers of the Greeks, they were placing the Greeks among the highest educated persons in medicine. They had excellent theoretic knowledge, but very poor practical knowledge. This is what we miss right now. And it's one factor that uh, we can record and ask the system that has to be changed in our education. And this is what was happening in the States. When I was a resident in the United States, I had medical students next to me who were taking the medical history, who were doing small procedures, and who were um, preparing themselves to be doctors as soon as they finish. Now, when you graduate, it's good that you go to the army and you have the opportunity to learn a few things with the soldiers. Otherwise, you'll be a disaster, especially for those go, going in remote villages uh, to do their, their obligatory service. What can they offer when they don't have any practical experience? I take, for example, uh, psychiatry. I, I don't take, you know, I don't talk about simple uh, medical problems that can be solved on the spot. And now uh, they can have help for, from an authority next to them from a hospital or uh, from other colleagues. Uh, uh, talking about psychiatry, doc Dr. Buras, uh, my, my last question to you is again, the system, but also how can we, you know, this study, you know, uncovered or documented you know, so many different disciplines and areas of success. How can we connect the dots? Well, I think that uh, it's very important that uh, we look uh, overall uh, of uh, the system, as has uh, been said by Dr. Bajokas. And I think that uh, there are a lot of uh, links and the interconnections which uh, can be identified uh, over time. The point I like to make uh, is that uh, this study should be seen uh, within the historical context and not uh, as uh, an evaluation or uh, assessment, if you like, of uh, individual uh, achievements. I think that that's very important uh, for the value of the study and for the continuation of the study. Thank you. Uh Okay, uh, Dr. Mandalaris, your, um, uh, your thoughts about uh, uh, the system and uh, uh, the, uh, the importance of how that study can help? So um, my um, opinion is, is as follows. These are the universal Greeks. They made contributions from science all the way to uh, um, industry. And we should acknowledge the fact that we have some uh, pioneers uh, and extremely important uh, industrial figures, uh, including doctors Burla and, and Pangalos that are leading uh, the fight against uh, COVID. But these are global Greeks and, and um, they made seminal contributions, important contributions 
uh, and they made these contributions uh, wherever uh, the opportunity uh, arose. So uh, I've never been somebody who uh, looks inward. I think Greece and Hellenism in, in general um, um, pioneered when, when they had, uh, when we had an outward uh, looking uh, uh, attitude. Um, so I'm not, I'm not uh, uh, opposed or afraid of, of, of uh, Greeks leaving the motherland and, and, and uh, being successful wherever they want to be or they, they feel they should be. When it comes to the system, um, I think that uh, we Greeks, uh, when it comes to uh, our country, have to uh, take a tougher look uh, at what makes us be, uh, and maybe this is anathema of what I'm gonna say, but uh, mediocre uh, when it comes to uh, um, uh, our impact um, in, in, in being able to, to um, affect change. And the reason why I'm saying that is if you look at this group of eminent people, the vast majority of them uh, have had their careers abroad. Uh, and uh, closing, uh, Dr. Iliopoulos, again, you yourself have been in, in, in uh, a global Greek, I, I should say. What is your uh, perspective? And if you could, uh, if you could fund uh, just one project that will change everything, what would that be? Well, this is a great uh, question. And, uh, and I hope we can all find together a yeah, project and we'll be happy to fund it. But, uh, but I think this is the project, yeah, you know, I don't think that uh, we can have wishes and discuss about many ideas. I think what this group and everyone has done is the beginning of something important that, as everyone mentioned, can be used in a good way in, in, in many different aspects and take advantage of this project. So I think we should use this project uh, to promote Greece, we should use this project uh, for our youngest generation in Greece. We should use this project to make uh, Greece and the Greek scientific community more known that, of course, in the all over the world, uh, and uh, and tell people the last 200 years how Greeks they have contributed to the modern medicine. Because I think this is unknown. We we know some figures, but again, going the list of these 63 individuals, we are going to find. Uh, a lot that uh, most people all over the world, they don't have an idea that this is something that started from people from a Greek uh, descent. And even talking about the vaccines, uh, Sykes mentioned that uh, the identification of liposomes came from a Greek. The first RNA-based therapeutic was developed by a Greek lead in a company. We have the vaccine now, uh, the product coming from, uh, from uh, Dr. Burla and, and the COVID. So, we have so many people just in these 63 people that they have contributed significantly in, uh, in the development of technologies related to, to what is important for our lives uh, now. Uh, one comment that I will make, I, I agree with everything that uh, everyone mentioned is that uh, also in Greece and the system is difficult to, to change. Uh, we have to make uh, some tough decisions in order to, to, to proceed uh, and move uh, forward. And, uh, and based on the list, we have seen a lot of uh, uh, people that they have also contributed and uh, promoted the interaction between medical science, translational science, biotech world, entrepreneurship, 
which is something that in Greece we are missing a lot. And this is something that I can talk about, uh, which is the interaction of uh, all these different scientists at different levels, uh, which is something that I think we need in our country. We have great people that can participate and start new efforts and, and start uh, new companies, new projects, new medicine that they can come out. But we are totally missing uh, right now this kind of, uh, of uh, opportunities. Uh, so uh, I will close by saying, uh, uh, it will be great for us and and, uh, and uh, Attica Sciences, we are happy to, to fund the book, we are happy to discuss funding about other projects and uh, follow up derivatives as we discussed uh, related to this uh, project and, and see it expand uh, in many different ways. Uh, thank you for that uh, uh, public uh, commitment. Um, uh, Dr. Drosatos, uh, closing, I think uh, everybody agree this is uh, the beginning of, uh, of a journey. Uh, do you see yourself uh, an Ithaca? Do you see a destination or do you see this as a continuous journey? You mean the study? Yes. Of course, it's, it's a continuous journey. We just started. So it, it will take uh, at least 10 years that took uh, Odyssey to return to Ithaca before uh, we uh, create uh, a legend like uh, Odysseus legend. A huge thank you to Dr. Apostolos Gerondas, Dr. Christos Barchokas, Dr. Nikos Buras, Dr. Sakis Mandalaris, Dr. Dimitris Iliopoulos and Dr. Kostas Drosatos for this podcast, Aristia in 30 minutes, a little bit longer today, where experts not only talk about excellence, but also about 200 years of Greek scientific excellence.